You're listening to KKFM, the global social media coaching podcast. Howdy, it's Keith Keller in Melbourne, Australia, and you're listening to KKFM, something global, something social. It's a brand new podcast that I'm doing with my very, very good friend, Katian Roach in Trinidad, hey. and we're going to... We're going to be introducing you to the world of social media, the world of global accents, and that's going to be the difference between this podcast and the others. I'm going to search the world for all the cool people in France and Germany and Trinidad and Zimbabwe and New Zealand, and I'm going to bring you accents you've never heard before in the social media space. So today I'm introducing Katian. She's my very good friend, the co-host of KKFM, and we'll be doing a few of these from time to time. How are you doing? I'm all right. I kind of jumped in there a little bit and gave you a big hey. <laughs> See, now what we're talking about with that accent? I love your accent, Katian. Oh. I could hear you talk all day. Oh. I want to just throw to you and hear you. I just want you to talk. I just yes, love I'm that accent. Calypso woman from the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point of this podcast. Yes. The point of this podcast is to bring you some global stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a little bit of a different take on the global story. Yes, yeah, it's interesting to know what's happening all around the world with social media. You know, it's, it's allowed us to reach so many people. It doesn't matter where they are. Once they have an internet connection, we're connected, you know? Yeah, and it really does change the global mindset. I live in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. And look, I, I honestly don't have that many Australian clients. I hardly ever go into the yeah. city and I hardly ever need to actually see people in real time. I have, I have clients in Peru and Paris yeah. and Toronto, Toronto yeah. and Vancouver and Seattle and Hawaii. Yes, it's amazing. It's great. It's really, really great. I love it. That's the whole point of this uh, this series of podcasts. We're calling it KKFM, and if you want to know what the KKK mm-hmm. stands for, it's Keith and Katyan. Hey, I'm not going to let that. I'm not going to let that. Hey, like, be my trademark. You know, I'm going to be doing that every. It's time. like a it's like a global morning breakfast yes, show, yes. except of course it's it's morning here but night there, yes. and it's tomorrow here and yesterday there. Yes. So it's like this global vibe. And today we're going to start the whole process off with KKFM by me introducing Katyan. She's going to do this the next uh, or the flip side next time. She's going to interview me. Yeah. But I want to interview you, Katyan, about what you do there in Trinidad, specifically focusing on Facebook. We're going to do a series of podcasts about all the social media sites over time. But let's start with Facebook because that's really your baby. That's really where you got your mojo, isn't it? So tell us what you do and what you can do for, for others and what your take is on, on Facebook and the global sphere. Well, Facebook for many is their storefront. You know, it's the first place that people go looking for you when in terms of your business. They come on Facebook to see if you have a presence there. And for many people mm. who may not have a physical location, you know, Facebook may be the place that they can use to interface with their customers and to interface with their clients. For people who do have a physical location, Facebook is still uh, gives you an excellent opportunity to again communicate and interact with your fans and help to move them, you know, to let them know what you're doing, what's happening with your business and hopefully move them off Facebook into your store, you know, because that's ultimately what you want to engage your fans and to turn fans or likes into paying customers. Because Facebook is often the place where we start yes. the social media online journey, yes. isn't it? One thing I might mention, and I really want to reiterate this, 
is you know Facebook is not a substitute for a website. Mm -hmm. It is not a substitute for a fully functional website, and that's a that's a complete separate discussion which we can have at another that's time. True. But it is a very very good it is a very very good place to start if businesses are thinking you know what people keep asking me do I have an online presence mm -hmm. and you know what I don't mm -hmm. or I'm not doing it well mm -hmm. enough. So pull apart the, the the dynamics of Facebook. I know there's three main ways you can use it. You can have a personal page, yeah. you can have a business page, mm -hmm. and you can have a group. So how would you use those those different ways of, of using those Facebook functions for a business to, to market themselves and get the word out? Well, most people would start on Facebook with a Facebook profile. That's how everybody starts up. You create a profile and you invite all of your friends. And Because Facebook is really, it started off as a social media platform. Let's share, let's engage with each other. My friends, the people yeah. that I know, the people that I like, the people that I want to stalk, whatever you call it, you know, yeah. you get this whole, it's, it's, a, it's a friend thing. However, for a business, a business will want to come on Facebook, of course, to do business. So Facebook allows you to create a business page on Facebook. One of the things, though, that some business people do not like is that when you start your, your Facebook business page, the first thing you're asked to do is to promote your page, but the only people you can initially promote your pages to without going into advertising right away would be your friends. So who are your friends? So for some individuals, they may have created a Facebook profile. Their, their first Facebook account would have been their profile, and they would have accumulated a certain amount of friends, and then they invite their friends to like their business page. The thing about that concept is that your friends are not necessarily your customers. Your friends are not necessarily the ones that you want to sell to. So even if you have a large group of friends liking your page, they're potentially not going to give you a lot of business because your friends are not necessarily involved in or interested in what Look, you This is a about. very, very, very good point. And you know, the thing that I love about this idea and also scares mm -hmm. me and many other business mm -hmm. owners is the time factor. Yeah. I mean, business pages are an extraordinary mm -hmm. idea. They're getting harder and harder to get organic yes. reach, uh, as you said, for people other than your... Um, other than your friends. Right. So how do people go about moving from having a business page and getting more business? Do they have to start advertising? Or you have they, to because you have to because the thing is initially what Facebook would have done. I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of a weird arrangement that you start a business page and you're given the option to promote the business page to your friends. But let's forget that. Let's say you, you, you're starting fresh. You're not linking your profile to your business page. So you've created a business page on Facebook. Facebook allows you to use things like your mailing list. So you have the option to, if you have a business, you may have had an email list that you've been building over a certain amount of time. You can then invite that list of, let's say, potential customers yeah. Yeah. to like your page on Facebook. What Facebook will do is you'll pull this list in. It will search for these people, find them on Facebook because most likely they're there, almost everybody's on Facebook, and Facebook is going to then send them this request saying, um, Jim wants you to like his business page. So you can get a number of likes from that process by importing your own lists. There are other types of things that Facebook has put in place for businesses where it's um, people who come on your website, they are tracking cookies that are put there, and then your page shows up when they come back to Facebook. So that's another way, and we haven't spoken ads yet. Well, you have to pay for that one. But initially, yeah. initially you can start getting 
your organic likes to your business page by using things like importing your email list, etc. After that, and you know the thing, the thing, the thing I found fascinating. Sorry to interrupt, but the thing, I, the thing I find fascinating is that I'm still coming across people every single day. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're in, we're in August 2014. Mm-hmm. Facebook is over 10 years mm-hmm. old. I'm coming across people every day who still don't know this stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of people who still don't know how to really run their business pages on Facebook. But with Facebook now, the thing is, just to go back to, let's say you had um, a thousand people on your mailing list. So you're starting your Facebook page from scratch to support, to run your business. You have a thousand people on your mailing list and you import this mailing list. And let's say you're extremely lucky that 50%, yeah. they have to be really lucky, 500 of them come across and like your business page. So you immediately have 500 people who are customers liking your page. The problem with Facebook or the issue with Facebook is that now Facebook would have shown, would have reached these people what we call organically. You would have posted something about your business, trying to engage your mm. fans and a percentage of them, a large percentage of them would have seen your updates showing up in their newsfeed. That has changed. Facebook, people have seen this drop in organic reach, this reach that you did not pay for. That has dropped. So even though you may have 500 people liking your business page on Facebook, maybe only 10% of them, and that's on the high end, will actually see an update from you. Yeah, I think 10% is about right. I mean, it's probably even less. What you're saying there is that years ago, Facebook used to be completely free and what you posted was seen by everyone. Yeah, and Facebook has, I'm not here to bash Facebook. I just want people to understand how it works so that once you know how it works, then you know what you need to do in order to move your business forward. What Facebook is saying is that people come on Facebook not to buy stuff, but to socialize. And there's so much content because there are so many people on Facebook. People have two, three, four hundred friends. Facebook has to find the most relevant information to display to this person. It can't just show them every single thing that is posted. So Facebook determines whether your post is relevant based on a couple of factors. Do people like it? Did anybody click like on it? Did anybody comment on it? Did anybody say, hey, this is great, I agree, I disagree? Or did anybody share it? The more people that like, comment, and share, is the more people Facebook is going to show your post yeah. to. Because engagement is really the new currency. Exactly. Now, isn't it? If you get more, the more, and look, let me pull that apart because as I said, there, there are many, many people that know this stuff already and I apologize for this simplicity and we'll get to more interesting things mm-hmm. for you in, in coming podcasts. So hang with us. But for many, many people around the world, they're still struggling to understand why should they pay for Facebook? And we're going to pull apart all of the social media yes. sites over time because me personally and a lot of my friends, we're starting to get disillusioned with yeah. Facebook and it's not the only mm-hmm. one. But today we're talking about Facebook. So um, what do you recommend businesses do? Do you recommend they try uh, to, to spend an hour or so on uh, Facebook themselves? Do you recommend they train a staff member? Or do, they rec- do you recommend that they employ someone like you to just manage it for them or do a bit of a combination? Well, they can do a combination. The thing is it depends on where you are in your business. 
for someone who is a very small business owner, they may not be able to um, pay someone to manage their Facebook page for them on a regular basis. So they may need to seek to be trained up themselves, you know, spend some time with someone who will train them up and say, okay, this is what you need to do. This is the type of content you need to post. This is how regular you need to post things like that. Or like you say, send someone to be trained up or hire someone if you can do it. Because in order to mm. engage your fans, you need the person who even you're hiring needs to have a close relationship with you in terms of understanding your business, that they can actually post content that is engaging to your fans. You have to spend some time knowing who your customer is because your customer isn't only interested in what you have to sell. You have to engage your customer in a way in terms of you yeah. create a relationship and you find out what are they interested in. You have to play around with the type of things you post on Facebook. Sometimes you have to post something that's totally irrelevant to your business, but it's a fun piece of information. And yeah. once actually, that's the that's the most engaging yeah. stuff when you actually do things that are pure engagement. And I know you talked to Michael in the UK about mm -hmm. this, and we'll 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 seed people into those other interviews which you've done yourself yeah. over time yeah. about the seven steps of, of finding out what your ideal client yeah. wants to do. Because remember, the average person doesn't wake up in the morning and want to buy your yeah. stuff. The average person is busy, they have yes. a need, they come across your page yeah. and they think, actually, this person provides the service that I yeah. want, I'll get one yeah. of them. But they don't wake up waiting for you to tell them to buy no, things. And, and I mean, <laughs> no, and traditional advertising hasn't gone out the window. The reality is people do not see what they don't need. So you will not see an ad for a mattress until you need one. That will run across your screen. You'll drive past a billboard. You'll flip pages to the newspapers. It'll come on the television. You will not see it because you're not looking for a mattress. People don't see what they don't no, need. they don't. That's a great line for a chorus. I, I can just imagine this sort of a calypso yeah, little... Yeah. Uh, they don't little, see uh, what, what they you, don't what, need. <laughs> what, do you, what do you call your music style there? Well, what do you call well, your really cool music, music style there? Evolved. We used to be calypso in the, in, the, in the 60s, 70s, and then we switched it up to soca. So now it's basically soca, soca, soca music. You understand? Yeah. So let's do a soca <laughs> version of that. People don't see what people don't need. People don't see what people don't need. We can make a whole we can make a whole yeah. rhythm section there with some steel drums and I'll get a guy to play exactly. guitar. As a marketer, no matter where you're advertising, once you understand that, that people won't see it. But you know, sometimes people don't know they want something and you have to you have to tell mm. them they want it. So sometimes you have to be creative yeah. in the way that you put something across. So that people go, oh, you know, I didn't think about that, but maybe, yes, maybe I do need that. Maybe I should follow up on yeah. that. And that's where I guess the professionals come in. If you're struggling on your Facebook and you know you're, you're writing content and nobody's engaging, that's where you may need to turn to, an, uh, to someone who is professional in order to say, okay, help me to create content. Because that's a big thing you hear about is content creation. Yeah. Let's just define there what content marketing means. You're creating content to share with the world yeah. what you do in an informational way rather than a spammy selling yeah. way. Hey, 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 I'm here, buy my yeah. stuff. No. Yeah. Here's a really great example of what you could need when you need your next mattress. Yes. Yeah. Here's a good example of how to test if the springs are strong. Or if the if the quality of the bedding is perfect, yeah, or, for or you. something Just like yeah, or something is. Could your current mattress be causing you sleepless nights? 
And then people go, really? I didn't think about it. Maybe that is what's causing me to, to be uncomfortable in the morning or whatever. You're putting that thought in their head. They may not have been planning yeah. to buy another mattress at all. They may be thinking, okay, I can't sleep. I'm suffering from insomnia or whatever. But you've just put that idea in there. Maybe it's my mattress. Yeah, they don't know what they don't know. So look, we're going to wrap up part one. This is the first of a series of really cool podcasts we're going to do under the heading KKFM. Yes. Something global, something social. We'll come back next week with another interview with Katian talking about the social six, yes. the main social media sites that people use and how they differ. So stay tuned and come back next week and jump into the conversation. Yes. <laughs> You've been listening to KKFM, the global social media coaching podcast.